1: Welcome to Blakey's Bootroom, the number one Cardiff City podcast, brought to you by Wales Online.
2: Hello and welcome to Blakey's Bootroom, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. I'm Dominic Booth hosting and I'm alongside Nathan Blake, of course, and Paul Abandonato.
0: Good afternoon, good afternoon.
2: A bit slow there on the uptake, I thought we'd be uh, raring to go after a fantastic result for Cardiff City uh, against Brentford on Tuesday night, 3-1 win after coming from a goal down. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about that win and the previous win against Birmingham of course and now the gap to Aston Villa which is down to 7 points, uh, which is up to up 7 to points seven I should points, say. Yeah. I'll t- also talk about the informed players, Kenan Zahore, Callum Patterson and so many others, of course, at the moment. And um, just we'll have time for some Ask Blakey before we look ahead to Derby. But let's start at Griffin Park, Nathan. And what did you honestly think when Cardiff went one nil down within five, five minutes? minutes.
0: Uh, no panic. Eighty-five minutes still to go, so there was no uh, no real panic. Um, and then um, Bambino steps up. We- <laughs> arguably one of the goals of the season for me Outstanding isn't it? Uh, first touch come out of the air turn and perfect technique striker's technique and just gets them gets them going gets everyone because of the quality of the goal as well gets everyone going so wasn't uh, I can't say I was panicked on I can't say from now to the end of the season that kind of won't go behind in games but I have every confidence in them um, Getting themselves back in games because they've, they've done it already this season.
2: And the dominance seemed to come partly from set pieces, partly from counter attacks. Nothing new, of course, The Cardiff this season. have been very strong on that. But the way they recovered, Paul, sort of mentally more than anything else and, and physically too, was so impressive, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, they're, they're, um, there wasn't really time to think. I mean, it was almost like a whirlwind beginning and they were behind with catastrophic goal to give away and most unlike a Neil Warnock team as yeah, well Rich wasn't, team. wasn't really time to think about it um but what I would say as a more general is that to me this week it's wrong to say it's the defining week of Cardiff season but it in a way it is because if they could beat Brentford I thought and beat Derby that is such a statement to put down to Aston Villa and Fulham, who keep who up to Tuesday night kept winning themselves. And of course, the bonus then, not only did Cardiff beat Brentford, the bonus is that QPR, QPR beat Villa three one. I don't think anybody, <laughs> anybody saw that coming. That's and why you don't gamble, Paul. And then suddenly, you know, suddenly now there are it takes the pressure off the Derby game for Cardiff because I don't think two points was enough for Cardiff this week. Two draws in any other circumstance away from home, two tough away games, are good results, yeah? I don't think that was going to be enough for Cardiff this week. I think week. what
0: we're failing to look at, though, is holistically, is what I've said before is, like, 40,000 Villa fans against... Uh, well, they beat Wolves, and then they have to come down because they put so much yeah. into that game. Yeah, I don't think we sometimes think of how... The opposition or teams that are challenging alongside us, like the Sheffield United, what's what happens when you get twenty-seven, twenty-eight thousand crowd who are now nervous and full of tension, yeah. and you know that clearly happened with Villa. They 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 failed big star. Yeah. and I think you know I agree. I don't think two points was enough because I didn't want to see that gap go from like four points to two points. Yeah, I wanted to see it extend yeah. as it, as it has done. Which it has done, but the pressure. It's you're at the point of the season now. Is who can handle the pressure? Yeah, right. And Cardiff are more than handling the pressure, in my opinion. Yes. yes, I'm slightly biased because I'm a Cardiff boy. But you want to see, you know, Cardiff playing well, coming back, getting ahead, streaking ahead. And I think over the last, well, since the end of the four defeats. I think you can chuck every kind of win in there. Every type. Mm. You know, the one nil gritty win, the the, the the you know The one where by, they were hanging on, the one yeah, where they the are winning three one, playing, really well. yeah, playing easy and you you've got every and that's what I've said about this squad all along. You've got they cover all bases.
2: What type of win do you think it was against Brentford on Tuesday night? Do you think it was It come from there was some attacking swagger in the-
0: swagger to almost arrogance? It was it was it
1: was in between because they <laughs> were menace at most set pieces. Mm. and They were powerful. Mm. There were some beautifully crafted moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually a slice of luck in the first half as they well. They actually leaked a bit in the first half defensively, which is not like Cardiff. They weren't mm. tight enough. Mm. Um, but the reason it was such a season, it's, it's, it was a defining evening because with Villa losing, suddenly the gap between Cardiff and Villa has gone to seven. Cardiff extended the gap on. Fulham to eight, which was really important mm-hmm. because Fulham are just going to continue blowing the teams away for the rest of the season. I mm-hmm. feel, um, but suddenly there's there's only nine games to go now, Nate. Now there's a suddenly, psychological
0: battle. Yeah, Wolves, suddenly, it?
1: suddenly, suddenly there is leeway. Cardiff mm-hmm. can afford mm-hmm. to drop a couple of games, mm-hmm. but, but even if they do, the others have got
0: to win those yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and 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 even then, Cardiff would still be ahead of them. Absolutely, and what I say, Paul, at this stage of the season. You're not in the mood and feeling and playing where you feel you're gonna drop points. No, you actually feel kind of invincible. Yeah, you think you've got the arrogance, the I ability, think... the strength, the power to go anywhere, and they know that. That's why I feel they've known all season. They can go anywhere, yeah, and beat you on your own turf. So well, it doesn't matter think... if it's top of the league, bottom yeah. of the league, they can they can outplay you, outfight you, outbully you, whatever you want. And I was saying to Dominic earlier,
1: um, off air this morning that. The other thing that really stood out for me last night, watching that on Tuesday night, watching Cardiff playing away from home, was, you know they're saying you need a spine in your team, mm. which is normally goalie centre-back, center mid, striker. Mm. Cardiff have got one heck of a spine now. They've got three. Bambinio. They've got Bamba, Morrison, Mamba. I prefer you referring to, please, Bob. <laughs> is really coming on now. Nice right? Whole, you know, He's dominating and bossing the midfields. Mm. Um, but you can add Patterson to that mix. He plays just in front, and then you've got Zahor almost back to his best, and you've got one heck of a spine of a team there. Felt for, for the for the Hoylets, the Bennett's the Mendes Lambs to play off, the subs to play yeah, off. I felt uh, powerful, strong, physical, good on the ball, mm, Blakey. Mm, There's something to that, isn't there? At this time of year, mm, that spine holds you in good stead. Absolutely.
0: Well, it, it, at any time of the year, but I just felt. Like Patterson's goal was so easy, easy for him, easy on the eye. And came from nothing. The way, the way he arrived Hoylet, late. Toilet nicked the ball on the left, know. didn't he? Yeah, I, I, I feel like he's he's he can do a bit of everything. And I remember speaking to myself a former colleague Phil. Yeah. And he said to me on the phone after he moved up, the, the lad night, got yeah. a bit of everything. He can play strike. He can play wide. Yeah. You know, right back, and I was saying like, you know. Come on mate. And he's like, no, no, really, got a bit of everything there. If he can do better now, timing of the runs from midfield, he 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 is, he has got a bit of he is a jack of all trades, most definitely. And I, I thought his goal, I think Sauls was so important getting everyone back in, or Bambino, should I say. And then his goal just kinda of like that's when the arrogance and the swagger kinda of came in talk uh, about
2: confidence as well. Patterson seems to be playing with so much uh, at the moment. It three and so three, much. he's got now.
0: I'm interested to see what happens with Joe Rouse. Yeah, well, because Gruich and uh, you have got to see Gruwich is looking a, a, a very good player. Well, Gruich and Paterson are in that team now. Yeah,
1: it's there's one other
0: midfield place. Mm.
1: It just depends when That's Gunnarsson between. comes back, when Rouse
2: comes back, and mm. you De probably Moore. you probably wouldn't fit the more in on, uh, based on. Oh, would you fit Bryson in? I don't, I don't think you I would. I thought we oh, started last Saturday. Given it? the fully fit three, mm. you've got to, I don't
0: think you've got to. I don't think there is a, a, a definite. I mean, you know. From being a boys, problem area now, that's an yeah. area of strength, uh, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. And those players went out all playing well. Went it's out with injuries. Blakey. So let me ask you,
1: Blakey. Mm. What, why Gruwich now is beginning to show he's. You know. I. He's beginning to show the... Boss. He's got physical stature. Mm. He's clearly talented on the board. Mm. He's beginning to show the bossiness, the ability mm. that we hoped he would have as a Liverpool player, but we certainly didn't see in the early days in Cardiff Colours. Mm. But it's really beginning to come out now, isn't it? Well, it, Is takes that time, just it, it takes
0: time for people to settle, Paul. It takes time for people to bring their full, you know, armour to the game. They're not, you know, there's very few players who who, who come and show... Everything they got in the first game and, you know, it, 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 it tends to happen if you're a striker and you go out on loan somewhere and you score, say, two on your debut. You're so uplifted that you, you feel you can do anything. But, you know, to begin with, someone like Ruich is going to want to play his way in, ease his way into the team. And you always, I always felt like he had these little passes. i see him clip these little balls around the corner, balls and he's got a bit of everything, he can pass it long he can bite, he can give that one round the corner for the 1-2 you know, the little outside foot, the one I used to say about Rawls to do, in mm. off the hall back and play and you know I, I think he's a, over the last couple of games he's really impressed me.
2: I think that Brentford game was was almost a microcosm of his Cardiff career so far, mm. started a bit unsteady, gave the ball away mm, for looked, the looked a mm. bit uncertain after the goal Yeah, but grew into it and he really, in that first half, he felt like Brentford were buzzing all over. The bees were buzzing all over mm. Cardiff, in a sense. And Gruic just put his foot on the ball. Controlled the pace of the game. shrugged a cu- couple of those players off and mm. just were like, right, we're, we're getting back in yeah, this. Yeah. And the outlet was then Zahor or Hoyler, mm. and Cardiff got mm. out that way. So you
0: understand the point I've made for so long about controlling that central midfield area. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, Gunnison did it so well but we've missed him for months and months absolutely and so we're really now we're seeing someone step into those shoes by the absolutely. way if Gunnison's
0: fit,
1: Gunnison comes back in the team end of what before Gruwich? no 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 he plays with Gruwich. would that work as a combat? I think it probably would work But, yeah. but as the yeah. holder yeah
0: and who plays alongside Gruwich?
1: no it's Gunnison Gruwich with Patterson just in front
0: so that's the three for you yes ok it's sc- I'm not. Scand- scandalous I'm on I'm Joe not, I'm
1: not disputing it's, it. It's very unfair on Joe Ralls because it starts. I think he That's the jungle. That's the jungle of football, you, mate. That's what you we're really saying. Say
0: Joe Riles is better than those three. No, but the point is, that's what we've said. We want competition for places, and and it is. That's what we say in football. It's a jungle out there. You know, you get injured. There is a chance that Paul can come along and take your place, Dom. If he plays better than what you are, or he's in form and he. And, and, and that's the beauty, that's what I love about this season is what we see and what we're seeing is, you know, players going out injured. It hasn't then you know, we haven't made excuses and said, oh, well, we've lost him or we've lost, we haven't got him. We just got on with the job, brought other players in, other players have come in to the side and they've all really had a go because they want to get in that team and want to hold down a place. And the beauty is, then you've got the rotation of the squad. So as long as when you're in, you play well, you know you're in and around it. You know you might not play all the games, but that's because the squad is being rotated. And I think all of the players have bought into that and accepted that. But now the competition places, you know, Neil Warnock must be doing cartwheels because you know he's a kiddie in a sweet shop. Which one do you want? Well,
1: little shout out here for somebody who never gets a mention. on. Cool. Um, Joe Bennett. So I had a lot of criticism um at this season. Mm.
0: And I've, 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 really. I've always fairly. felt
1: Bennett is a class act. Mm. And I repeat something I've said about a year ago. He was actually close to England on us a couple of years ago when mm. he was shiny. Was it with Middlesbrough on? Yeah? Yeah, Middlesbrough. Um, and then Villa he was at wasn't uh, he. Uh, Villa, sorry, with Villa, yeah. And um, three assists he got against he, Birmingham at the weekend, I, Bennett. I just think Bennett, you know, he's quick. He's good in the tackle, he's good on the ball. I, Unsung hero, any. He? I well I'm just beginning to think uh, I'm not sure I've seen a better left back in Cardiff Colours for a long time, Blakey. Now mm-hmm. that doesn't mean Cardiff have been have had a lot of plethora of Roberto Carlos's, at mm-hmm. fact by the mm-hmm. way. You know, Ray Sid Daniel, Oliver, Andrew Andrew Taylor, Declan John, these sorts of players. Ray so Daniel. I, I just think Bennett's a little bit above them all, no? I I wouldn't say I'm it's probably t- exaggerating that a little bit, but I think yeah. Bennett if Cardiff goes to he's bit... Bennett would be okay there. I oh feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I
0: have no I have no qualms yeah. about that. I think I think he's I think even I thought I thought the criticism of it after of him after Man City was totally overblown and totally unfair, and I'm glad we stuck by him and yeah. fans and everyone because. Yeah. I don't recall him playing a bad game for Cardiff. Honestly, he is steady Eddie. He is one of them. And then he's steady Eddie, but then he'll chuck in the odd 9 and 10 out of 10 performance. Talk about fitness levels. His quality, he's he's never below a 7. His consistency, his performance... He can defend, he can defend against quick players, yeah. he can defend against the you know quite intelligent players, he knows positional, he knows when to step inside, he knows when to step in the midfield, he knows when to get down the flank Why? Do you know what I've also noticed the last two or three games mm. as well?
1: Him and Manga, when Manga's played right back, are booting the ball into Rosette, yeah. right? which you can tell is not their natural game mm. particularly Bennett they don't want to do that they want to play it out mm-hmm. but clearly they're under instructions pressurised games any doubt get it, out, it. get it out mm. and it's not natural for Bennett he's a much better footballer than that if you see what I mean mm. but
0: he's just doing I think the, the job p- I think the point is when you I, know, I think kicking it at Rose makes it sound worse than what Right, is it, Yeah, it's what's being... It. What they're saying is, or properly saying near Warner is don't take no chances in certain circumstances. Just get the ball away. Yeah. And the reason why you can say that, on top of that, is because you've got a player up front who's physically dominant over most of the center forwards he plays. So you always got a, OK, there's probably three defenders back there. So you've got one in three chance. But if it's in his vicinity, he tends to get over of it and hold it up for you. So... Why are you going to try and pass it out if you can just pass it once and it gets held up?
2: Like you perfectly set us up for part two there because we're going to talk about Kenan Zahor after a short break.
1: Subscribe to the Boot Room on iTunes or listen on WalesOnline.co.uk.
2: So Paul's been waiting for this one for a while. See? We're going to talk about Kenzo and king why Ken. and why he is king again. Um, let's be honest; mid-season was really tough as a whole. Mm. Combination of injuries and lack of form. Maybe it was the
0: injuries which caused lack of form. Maybe often. it was the
2: a combination of the two. I was mm-hmm. about to say. I wrote a piece after the game on Tuesday night, Paul, saying, Great. "Has the arrival of Gary Medine in the summer has that been the thing that's kicked?" Zahor into yeah. life. Yeah. In in January, sorry. Mm-hmm. As as Medine's arrival, six million pounds, big name, proven championship striker. Has that been the thing that's got Zahor going, Right, I need to be on my Listen,
0: game here? Mate, he's the daddy. Right? I'm telling well, you He what, hasn't always been this season yeah, he? you know, But he's known he has. He's known he's the daddy. And and at times I felt like we were I don't think we've been overcritical of him at all on the boot room. No, but I think, away, been, I think there has been I think there has been a a bit of criticism at times, which was slightly unfair, right? Because not from the show. No, not, not from, from the show, show, but from outside. But I think that's because expectation was, you know, so high after what he had produced. Do you know what I mean? Back in the last season, start of this season, we were expecting big things, and you know his whole that play was brilliant without scoring goals. Then we went through a period where he looked tired to me. He looked like he was running out of steam a bit, and Maybe fell into that trap of a goal will come sooner or later. I'm trying to give you the mind of a striker. Yeah, that goal yep. will come sooner or later, I think that was and then that goal doesn't come. Yeah, and then people get on your case, and then the pressure starts to build. Then I need the goal. Yeah, and then okay, Neil Warnock, in my opinion, plays a little masterstroke. Chucks in a five million, six million pound striker. <laughs> right, psychologically kicks you out of your. You know your mental state, where you are, Easy Street, whatever gives you a foot size nine right in the derriere, and all of a sudden you three three ticks, bang, you're back in the form and you're back scoring goals.
2: Just to go quickly back to the criticism, do you mm. think that that criticism as a whole was completely merited or had any truth in no, it? No, as
0: a striker, as a as a striker, I just felt as a as a former striker myself, I just felt he he gives you so much and playing up front on your home, I've said it time and time again and most of the players he plays up against, you don't, in the championship nowadays, you don't see a uh, six foot two centre half alongside a, like a a Chris Perry. Remember Chris Perry Spurs? Charlton, little yeah, five foot you know, ten, five quick, foot nine just like got in everywhere like a little rat he was, like a rash. You don't see that anymore. Both defenders are six foot plus. So, if you're not a heavyweight striker, you're going to get, you know, manhandled. But if you are a heavyweight striker, you have to manhandle two boys, you know, and it, 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 it takes its toll, mate. And I, I really do believe that maybe him getting his injuries gave him a little rest also, got over the injuries, come back. You're not going to come straight back into form. And like I said, then the pressure started to build. So for me, the criticism was there wasn't much. Let's let's be honest, it wasn't like they got on him, but the crowd at times would like, Oh, we want more, we want better and and that's understandable because they just want the best for you at the end of the day. So for me, he carries a lot on his shoulders and he, he has carried a lot on his shoulders for coming up nine a year now.
2: Was it his best performance of the season against Brentford, do you think?
0: No. No, I've seen I've seen him I've seen him play better without scoring. Yeah, mm. His best performance was against Aston Villa when he
1: absolutely destroyed John Terry. Mm. Um, I yeah, you it. loved that, didn't you? I, copped <laughs> it from I think he was better against Brentford. I've, I've I would, I'd it. make the point he's better against Brentford. I've copped it from Cardiff fans, Blakey, for defending Zahor. Yeah. In the middle of his um, barren run, I was getting people on social media saying, I see your golden boy has flopped again, the scenery's out of the team, and Danny Ward's in, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, but what about
2: Medine? Was it was it was it a, a, yeah. a master stroke or was it just a bit of fortune? The uh, yes,
0: arrival of Medine. No. Like, too much a coincidence. Mate, thirty-five years in a game on managerial, yeah. you, yeah. you don't do that just on a bit yeah. of luck.
1: And I've, and I've spoken to the Cardiff hierarchy. When they signed Medine, they were saying to me that that you know he but they is, can't have
0: sold it to Medine
1: like that. Could no, they? No, that he is a player that, that who can occupy two defenders to free up Hoyler if necessary but he will also give Zahor a kick up the backside, Mm. right? Didn't mean that in a horrible way, Mm. right? But coincidentally or not, Zahor has suddenly rediscovered his form. I think that the Zahor at the start of the season, say between August and and October, I stand by this. I think he was very unfortunate. He was trying too hard. He'd have shots that were blinding saves from the keeper. He'd hit the woodwork, shots offline. It was only a matter of time before those started flying in those goals. Mm. And I, smile more than any other player when he scores a goal. uh, It's almost like like
0: a vindication of your backing for him and suddenly he comes... Well, you don't become a bad player and I think, you know, know, I think the way social media is today, I mean, everyone's got an opinion and it's instant reaction. You lose a game or he doesn't play well, he doesn't score, it's, it's, I'm going to say, you know, what you think, you say it straight away and it's out there for everybody. So you have to take that into context and say, well, people are a little... Maybe two days after the event, they might think, well, maybe what emotions a harsh. Have died down, Correct, yeah. yeah. So I, I just, I, I tend not to worry. I don't do social media, as you know, so I tend not to worry about instant reaction. I always say, try and let the dust settle a bit. That's why I think it's never fair when you interview managers straight after the game. if you look at our manager, he's got it down to a T. He just comes out smiling, quite happy, happy go lucky, says what he sees and gets off. I mean, doesn't try to cover anything, doesn't try to say something happened when it didn't or anything like that. So, you know, honestly, the best policy, but don't make a big deal out of it. And I don't think he made a big deal out of Zahor's form. Be well aware of it. And like I said, I think he played a little masterstroke. He was in a win-win situation near Warnock. If Medine coming in doesn't re-energise, Kenneth, then he's got Medine. Mm. Yeah, he's got right. he's got a fairly but good insurance also, policy there, has not he? You don't sign a Dean and say to him, "You're my number one striker." He would never say that. No manager has ever said to any player, the "You're my number one, one striker," unless you're Lionel free, Messi. Though. No, no, you don't. No, no one's got a divine right. You could come in for forty million. Doesn't give you a divine right to play. You might you might go in ahead of the striker at that sort of price. But as we as we've right? seen with, but you got to then in those first six to eight games. You, you you can't be saying, Oh, I get going in eight, nine games. You gotta you gotta be getting bang, goal, two goals, three goals. You you gotta in the first six or seven games, you've gotta have at least three or four goals. You know as, what I mean? As
2: we've seen with a certain uh, Mr. Pogba at Manchester United though, sometimes the fee dictates how much pressure is on the player yeah, and how much he needs to perform. So yeah. maybe that that came into play with Medine. Mm. Maybe it was just a case of, you know what, you you and Zahor there is no first choice. Mm. You just battle
0: it out. product. that's that what now, happens. That's yeah. what happens, Dom. You, you know, when you know you've got a quality striker and you've seen what Zaha can produce, you don't say, I'm signing him and he's my number one, so see you later, Ken. Yeah. Because you lose Ken. And then someone else picks him up because they know what, seen what he's done. They pick him up for a million pounds. He goes away and all of a sudden things happen and he's knocking in goals for fun. Maybe in a Premier League team, gets 15, 20 goals, and where's that? You're going, well, why did we sell him? It was, you know, he was only in a bad run of form. So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. You've got to be, you know, almost cunning with it, what you do, you know, managing, because you're managing personalities.
2: I think but, there were plenty who were actually advocating the sale of Zaha. There a in January, weren't there, Paul? Yeah, there, there were. And this as is mad point, as that sounds.
1: Yeah, this is the point I make, but, but that's what happens. He had gone a long spell without without scoring. He didn't seem as if he was working hard enough. But that's because of injuries, lack of confidence. We've discussed all this before, Blakey. Mm-hmm. But, you know, class is permanent, and, and you just have to bide your time with somebody like him. And he... I've said this before on this show, Blake, I'll say it again, but you've done something. I remember John Hartson telling me once after a Wales game that just going up for headers with two animal of (laughs) centre-halves can be tiring, let alone everything else that goes with that job. Zahor has a a thankless task in many ways, but a wonderful task because Cardiff's game plan centres around him, the ball comes up to him, Mm -hmm. he has to get hold of it, but he's also got the pace to run past defenders. and that's, I'm seeing a passing vision from him, which I didn't think we right, knew. So the, difference is, the difference is
0: with someone like a John Hudson, Big John is a target. You don't expect John to run over the top, running down no. channels. No, Nathan Blake is a target, not as big as John Hudson, but physically as strong. Yeah. But also what Nathan Blake or Kenzo have is the ability to run. Yeah. So you think your energy levels have to be two, three times what even uh, more? Yeah. Uh, John Hartson is yeah. right. So you know, as a defender, well, there's no point in me putting that down the channel for John.
1: I've yeah. got to
0: put it into his chest. Yeah. Where if the right backs, you know, pushed up, whereas you see a Zoro in there, and he's got a defender. I know I can put it down the channel. Even though he's second favourite, he's got the pace to make himself favourite for it.
1: I've got to give my second shout out. I mentioned Joe Bennett earlier, and I've also got to give a shout out as we're on the subject to Cardiff City fans because when Zahor has been going through a bad patch or he's looked struggling or something, the canton end at the ground really we love sing him. his name. Yeah. Sing his name, and I just feel that lifts the stadium, it lifts him. And if it lifts him, it lifts the team. So yeah.
2: you've given shout-outs to Joe Bennett and the Canton stand. Do you, you want to give a shout to, I don't know, the whole entire City of Cardiff? or
1: City of Cardiff, get behind your team. Well, they Something certainly special are. is happening. Shout-out yeah. to the
0: Bluebirds. Shout-out
2: shout to all our listeners. This while, is while everybody. Can we just talk slightly... While we're talking about uh, forwards and Zahor, can we talk about Callum Patterson and his, his role, which is changed throughout the season a number of times his versat- versatility seems to be his middle name mm-hmm. in the role he was playing against Brentford and Birmingham it's virtually a number 10 role if mm-hmm. you like supporting yes. the striker yes. but mm-hmm. nothing like the number 10 role we may have seen someone like Lee Tomlin play for Cardiff mm. it's can you, it's can a number you describe ten, what it's what a number 10
0: playing? role that has got defensive qualities I would say in abundance and offensive qualities enough to handle the Championship. I think he might have a problem going up into the Premier League playing that 10 role, but in the Championship, what he does, he's not going to neglect his defensive duty. So he's not going to neglect and leave two against three in midfield. He's got the legs and he's very athletic. So what he's got, he's got the ability to drop back in the midfield and, as he's shown the other night, arrive in the opposition's box He's not going to get it and spray it. He's not going to get it and unlock a David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne pass. Unbelievable. But he is going to support a striker which takes so much weight off Kenneth. Right? Honestly, it does. Because now I know I can just stand, basically battle, let the ball hit my chest. And Mr Athletic is going to be running forward onto the first. So he's going to anticipate the first knockdown. Yeah, it's so no now, surprise
2: he scores as many goals as he does when right, he's making those runs. Isn't right, he?
0: so he is not a like I said, he's not an unlocker He's an arrival number ten who's going to arrive in the box at the right time. But what he's going to give your two midfielders, midfielders behind him, is an awful lot of help. He, he's actually what I would say a number eight. He's number a number 10. eight slash. Is it? Yeah. not a number,
2: not a number nine, but a number eight point five or something he's number, like that.
0: He's number eight. He's the box to box. But it is it you know, he knows he's got two players behind him who have got more defensive duty than him then.
2: Yeah, Paul said it perfectly in the office. I think he said he's not yeah. Christian Eriksen, but he's damn effective for Cardiff City. Yeah. And that and
0: sums it
1: up. And it's interesting here what Blakey says that there may be an issue at the next level up. Mm. Um you know, you've got to remember he came here as a right back. Well, he's now, he's now playing the cam role, as mm. to use the modern phrase, and he's popping up with goals and he's popping up with um Assists,
0: wins mm-hmm. a lot of headers as well. Um, he's got great in the air. He's a, he's a very athletic player.
1: I've got to say, the first time I saw him, I think he came on as a second, as a, as a substitute, as a right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in when was it September, October time, mm-hmm. whenever it was the autumn anyway. And I remember as soon as I saw this, but I thought, Craig, there's a player here. Mm-hmm. You've got a, you know, there's a right back and a half here for Cardiff. He
0: plays right wing back. Then he right you know, back, right wing mid, back. He's but he almost seventh. be wasted
1: if you put him back at right back though? at the minute,
2: such so has been his effect in the middle I of just,
1: the park I just think I come back to the point of the spine of that team and he's an
0: integral part of that now mm. and in the closing
1: nine games of the season mm. that power will not be lost from Cardiff well, City so it's that link
0: now between the midfield and Zahor, where at times he might have been isolated and battling too if you're a centre-back now and you're battling with Zahor the spare centre-back is not going to think to himself oh, I'll just drop in and cover the header if he flicks it on or if he makes a missed touch and goes to the right, I'll step in and nick it. You know. He's now thinking to himself, where's Patterson? Where's the runner? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And if Patterson, right, if I take my eyes off Patterson, does that mean Hoylert has watched me watch someone else and he's going to run across him behind me? So it starts to, it just it, it just snowballs all your abilities, what you've got. To offer and put on the table, it's w- just worth increasing saying,
1: quickly. Um, Tomlin is playing regularly now. He's on loan at Forest. He will be coming back to Cardiff again. You don't lose the ability
0: that Lee Tomlin's got. You know, um, I watched Forest the other day. I thought he was magnif. He's
2: a player. We know he's a great player. I, think,
0: I thought he was magnif. Forest, they won one 0 I think derby. It was derby. Was nil. It was 0-0. No, 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 no. okay. yeah, yeah, and he got fouled
1: left foot, but b- in b- b- before that game,
0: he's scoring goals for Forest. Yeah, so, so but he needs to beat that. So. I think the difference with Lee is he needs to be the centre of attention.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? If you look at Forrest now, there's passes sometimes that don't need to go to him that go to him. Yeah. Right? And he's dropping into midfield. He'll drop beyond midfield if he wants. And then he's up front and he's wide right. And he's. But Cardiff, Neil Warnock needs work rate. And Patterson got work rate. He's not the person that the ball goes through all the time. He's the person that supports the person where I want to get the ball to. Yeah, yeah? so the yeah. ball goes up to Saho and I'm going to support him. It's not going to come into me, and I'm going to flick it around the corner. Or I, in the way Cardiff play, Patterson is the perfect number ten.
2: Need to get you a tactics board. I think Blakey. We'll do. We'll do some videos <laughs> of you uh, with a big flip chart.
0: Yeah, but I have to say, Tomlin, he is looking he's looking good the issue with Tomlin I
2: think was like you say he just didn't have the work rate that Patterson had but we knew that Neil Warnock wanted a link man wanted Mm -hmm. a number 10 to Mm -hmm. play in there maybe with Patterson as the creativity has shifted up more as a junior Hoylet on the left Mm -hmm. I think he provides a lot of that ability to unlock a defence yeah
0: and I think the wingers at the start of the season kind of killed
2: the idea of having Tomlin in the team because you know agree with that completely actually you
0: know Hoyler has been on fire all season Mendes was absolutely on fire so now the focus shifted from this number 10 Lee Tomlin we've got lucky to get him blah 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 to who's this kid Mendes Lang wow and Junior Hoyler just keeps getting better and better but game, he loves Hoyler doesn't he you love Hoyler I Mendes do love Junior yeah. I, I love them all he loves I, so I, like make, no, make no doubts I love you know Ralph I love them all People think, or oh, Dom thinks, I don't like Ralph, but I do. Yeah, I just want, want more from him. Oyler, though, I you? love hoyla I love Bamba, you would, I love Zahora. Yeah,
1: you would rank hoyla as amongst the top three players in the Championship, is my guess.
0: I'd probably put him higher than that. <laughs> <There we go>. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> like the old Brian Clough club, isn't it? Not the best um, manager. Put him, the I'd one. put him on level pegging with Bambino. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've been doing some analysis in the last twenty-four hours of of the money Cardiff has spent compared to the other teams up and around them. Like Middlesbrough, spent fifty million, for example. Aston Villa over two seasons have spent a fortune, including almost thirty million on two strikers, Hogan and Codger. Um, Fulham have spent a lot more than Cardiff. Um, You know, Wolves Wolves have spent fifteen million million on on one player, Mm -hmm. which is one and a half times Cardiff's total spend for this season. Mm. Um, So really financially Cardo shouldn't be anywhere near the mix but but what they've got is this priceless asset of team spirit togetherness resilience which Warnock introduces Uh, you know they've got decent players don't get me wrong to go with it Mm. but they've got an incredible togetherness in that team and and I I made an analogy with Leicester City Blakey of two or three years ago when everyone said oh Leicester will blow up they won't last the bigger teams the the better teams will overtake them the richer teams will Mm. overtake them soon but they didn't blow up did they no and I see the same with Cardiff at championship level they're Mm. just marking the games down Mm. and it will get to the point as was the case with Leicester where those so-called better teams that have spent an awful lot more money Mm. realise we're not going to catch them we can't literally we cannot catch them mathematically Mm. anymore Mm.
2: You know? how mm-hmm. can that be that one team such as Cardiff such as Leicester are continually underestimated I mean are these managers not doing their homework are these players no, because you gotta, you gotta their understand
0: where you are now in, in, in modern day football you know
2: uh, these teams have to take a lot people like up me Warnock
0: are seen as like you know Jurassic Park you know what I mean modern day managers this that and the other you know out doing technical work and you know transitional work and blah 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 blah. Neil focuses on the man that's what I love him I would have loved to play for him he focuses on you do your job I guess Ranieri did that as well and do it well yeah do it to the best of your ability as often as possible we'll sort out the tactics and what have you but we don't want to overload you with tactics so Junior go out and do what you do best Mendes go out and do what's salt go out and do so it's 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 the foundation is simple. Yeah, we'll add as we go throughout the season. We will add little bits, little bits, little bits. But we're not trying to start the season like Barcelona because we haven't got Barcelona players. Recognise what you got and play to your strengths. That's what we do.
2: It just seems seems so strange that Warnock is considered. Dinosaur, or whatever you say. When look at the look at the results he's producing. He is. You he's cannot, seventy
0: years old.
1: Wow. Age has got a number,
2: Neil. But I even, think. But even <laughs> then,
1: even the people, I, I do feel that Cardiff deserve more respect from. from yeah. the outside I don't care, outside, Paul. Outside. No, I know, and a lot because of people, we're Welsh, and that's that like, would people, have a lot to do with it. But Maliki, a lot of people are saying that that they don't care. They're happier things to go under the radar, and Warnock says that as well. But I still think you look at that table, and I think Cardiff deserve more respect than they receive today. Was and the, even now, even now, when people beginning to accept today it. was the first time I yeah, heard it yeah but even then it's becoming uh, anti-football we don't want anti-football in the Premier League so even then there are sour grapes to go with it anti-football yeah, yeah. that's that's what. says so when Man City play
0: I think it was Monaco last year and they go right I think it was Monaco or one of the French teams and they're being pressed all over and Pep goes oh whoa whoa back the front don't play out of the back they're pressing you just go back to front and we'll start from there. Is that anti-football? Because it's the exact same analogy, it's the exact same uh, philosophy as what Neil adopts. Just go back to front and then we'll play from the furthest point away from our goal we can play from. That's our starting decision. But well, they do deserve more respect. Whether, they do. whether you care they do. or not what they people do. say, they, they I, do. Do. I do care, but you know, <laughs> I don't let it stress me, mate, because I've heard it all my, all my playing days.
2: If they get promotion and people still don't talk about them, then more fool those people. Uh, yeah,
0: whatever. Because I, I, I already can hear it. You get promotion and it's, oh, well, can Neil, it'll be, right, we'll give him, you know, big Neil Warnock up for two days. Then the questions will start. Ah, but this is the Premier League. Yeah? The same one at Bournemouth, we're never going to survive in. The same one at Swansea, we're never going to survive in. You know? Burnley. The same ones at Burnley, we're never going to survive in. You know, oh yeah, but he's a championship manager and can he do it? Mate, I just hope he just says right. If, if, um, if they get there. They, it, when they get there. <laughs> when they get there. It's not being overconfident, it's just being confident in what we have.
1: Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City
0: Live.
2: Excellent Right well let's go on to some Ask Blakey We've got some really good questions here from our listeners So thanks for these Firstly have a look at the table And the points that we think are needed At Bluebirds Gossip on Twitter Says How many points do you think Cardiff need for promotion Nathan To seal a top two place They're on 76 at the moment Still got 27
0: points to play
2: for Still 27 points to play for With Villa 7 points behind so those nine games, how many how many wins do they need in those nine games?
0: Twenty-seven.
2: Do you think they need nine wins out of
0: nine? Yeah, let's go nine wins out of nine because I think that wins us the title, and I think we're capable of it. You think that's why we're looking? Honestly, I think what happened last night sent a big a big message to the league. I think now you get to the point where don't get me wrong. Derby, not fearful, but they don't come into the game with the same confidence against Cardiff City. They, they they won't. It's as simple as that. They're not in the... You know, two a month ago, Derby were at the top for a brief moment and being talked about as ooh, possible champions. Whenever Cardiff had been at the top, never been talked about possible champions. Villa are catching, Derby are catching, Wolves are catching, blah, blah, blah. blah. So, for me, go with that 27 points... You win, the, you win the league. And it's as simple as that. But to get promoted, realistically, I would say 76, 86, 940 40. Let's go 18 points.
2: As little as that? Yeah.
0: It'd be interesting if... You've uh, if got a seven-point gap on top of that, haven't you? Yeah, I mean... You that- say 18 points and then effectively you're adding another seven, 25 points.
2: You're relying on a lot for the other teams to win all their games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, just I don't think they're capable. As Blake, and we've got to play two of them.
1: As Blakey talks there, I've just been trying to work out some maths as he speaks. I mean, even if they won every game, Villa can only get 96. Mm, only. Villa can get to 96 and Fulham get to 91. That's by winning every game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's by winning every game. So Cardiff are on 76 at the moment. Another four six games. Another four wins would take them to eighty eight. Yeah. Another six wins. Plus a draw I I think five wins will more than do it. I don't think they'll need six wins. Those teams are not gonna win every game, villain and Fulham. They're gonna be slipping up. I think But mentally let's just say Even on the ball, four, four wins and a draw will be enough for them. Let's say no. nine wins.
2: Nine wins. Yeah,
0: to answer the question.
2: Like that. We've got another one here from Nick who says, interestingly, uh, would would the playoffs now be considered a failure? I think maybe failure is the wrong word, but no, I, no, I, know so what he's ge- I know what he's getting out of it. Mm. A disappointment maybe is a, be- is a better word. Yeah, one. you
0: would be disappointed, but the beauty of being in Cardiff's position now, I'm not, I'm not making this up. I'm just trying to give you a psychological point. If you dropped into the, you now know as a, Cardiff City player, we have got the safety net of the playoffs. Two or three more wins, we guarantee ourselves the safety net of the playoffs, right? Five wins, as Paul said, almost guarantees promotion. Six wins, I think, will, All right? So I, it, you would feel you'd failed, but you know you got a second chance. And knowing that gives you, you draw confidence from that. So let's go for it. Let's go for the whole lot. That's where I think the players are at the moment, where Neil Warlock is.
2: Perfect. And then the final one from Paul Grono He says, how does this team compare to Malky Mackay's promotion winners of better. a few years back? Now, that is a brilliant question, better. Paul
0: Grono. Brilliant question. Better, Why better, I Blakey? I thought Malky's team, and I think most fans would agree, it was a hard-working, um, you know, Hard working dots of flair, but you know, if you say the flair pairs of people like Whittingham, Whittingham had an absolutely tremendous season. But here's a question for the fans then if I give you the choice of Hoylett or Whittingham, who would you take? Well,
2: well, we can, you can tweet us that one if you want at Carter City Live. Please. Any other comparisons? Marshall against Etheridge?
0: yeah um, I think Marshall wins that one although I do think Etheridge is very good and getting better
2: Hudson and Bamba
0: uh, Bamba <laughs> I just don't I, I, I don't think we've had a centre back like him for a while biggest, a really mismatch,
1: mismatch. Of, biggest mismatch of the lot Zohorvi Hel- Helgerson
0: yeah <laughs> uh, Helgerson what was the what was last lad's day. name in midfield who's, uh, much, Dom, Don Don Cowie very underrated used to do a lot a lot of work the Joe uh, uh, used used do, would you used, like... Well, I liked him because he'd done the work of two players he allowed you to play with two in midfield but if you said to me man for man player for player I think the team of today does the team of Malky I think it'd be a close game don't get me wrong but um, if you ask me who I prefer to watch then I prefer to watch today's team
2: yeah and that's definitely a shot in the arm for uh for Warnock's methods and another boost for the kind of football that Warnock has produced,
0: mm, it's been all types.
2: It's been good to watch. That's my point. Is it's yeah. been entertaining to watch, despite, yeah. like Paul says, some of these accusations of anti-football. Yeah, well,
0: there's been games where you've, had, I think Cardiff kind of won three or four games, one nil, one nil, one nil. We've got to dig in and grind. But that was just like getting the wheels turning after that four, four defeats in a row. You 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 have to get, and it's that sort of form. I bet if you look across the board at other leagues or yesteryear that's really difficult to do after the back of four defeats is to get so many wins in the next like 10-15 games well they've probably had 12 wins something like that Feast
2: or famine isn't it right,
0: right but you know the famine was four games take that take all that. day and take twice that. on sundays <laughs>
2: <laughs> A classic blakey saying right we'll get into some predictions for derby then before great we wrap up great questions by the way Bye. yeah Bye. fantastic so, yeah, questions yeah,
1: brilliant questions everyone you're listening to blakey's boot room from wales online
2: well you blakey you said you were confident before about this derby game on Sunday midday kickoff. so you'll have to get up quite early for that and uh, put off your Sunday breakfast or something like that Mm. Paul, are we as confident as Blakey going into this one?
1: I think the pressure's off Cardiff now funnily enough I I, I said earlier in the show that two points for me was not enough this week given the marches that Fulham in particular and to a degree Asnavel have been making the strides they've been making They've been like relentless juggernauts, Villa came crashing to a halt against QPR. But because Cardiff now already have three in the bag, I think a point at Derby would be a good result. But I think a huge crowd on a Sunday afternoon on T V again, I think Cardiff gonna be back up for this. And I I'm gonna predict a two one Cardiff win. There'll
0: be
2: eight wins on the bounce, mm. if you're right. I mean Logic says it maybe has to come to an end at some point, Nathan, but but maybe it doesn't if they're flying as high as they are. It's for
0: you to come and beat me. Oh, I'm coming to your turf. I've got nothing to lose now, Cardiff. I've got the, the, the gap I wanted to feel like, right, I don't have to worry about Villa breathing down my neck. Uh, and I'm up for it, and I've just gone to Brentford, gone 1-0 down, and they we're a play- very good team. I'm playing good football. And one nil down, I've turned them over three one, and it's been comfortable in the end. You have to say. So I'm coming to Derby. Who's who's more worried, me going to Derby or Derby having I think me come card there?
2: For the last team that Derby wants to play Absolutely, at the moment.
0: Absolutely, because it's it, it's it's three points they can't afford to lose, right? And we can. So and you're on your own turf, and we're the type of team will probably beat you up. You know what I mean? There
2: are a few key injuries as well. I think Derby. Yeah, and a you know we're,
0: we're a very physical team, so you're not going to dominate us off the park or anything like that. I just think, you know, for me, Cardiff go to Derby again and win, and we've I've said it so many times this season, and I think people think you oh, you just got your Cardiff City out on. It's not. It like, You're at the stage of season now where remember we spoke about very early in the season about. I remember being at Bolton and you got to the stage where you're going away from home and you could see the defenders were like, oh no, Blake (laughs) McGinley. They always go. Thompson in midfield, runs for fun. Sheridan, Franson, Taggart, Fairclough. You could see they were half beaten before you got there or once you got there. And it's, the flip side now, I think Cardiff will go into uh, Derby. Not that Derby will be beaten nor beat, them, but they'll be wary. The mindset isn't what it was say a month ago. Then Derby's whereas a month ago Cardiff were getting out of that rut they'd been in. Now you've seen what you've seen on Tuesday night was Cardiff getting back to their best.
2: I actually thought that. Playing, talking about playing players on their reputations or on their names. Mm. When the defenders were stepping off Hoylet mm. on Tuesday night at Brentford, I think some of the defenders were thinking, "He's going to do he's, me. He's, he's going go to embarrass me, me one way. Yeah, or the other, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'll stand off him. So,
0: yeah, I give myself space. I won't get too tight because the manager's told me because he rolled me first half because you only need to do him once, right? And a defender will step back, you give him half a yard. And then, yeah, yeah. Then Psychologically, it's a, that's why I say the the mind the mind battle is. As important as the physical battle, if not more. Score, breaking. What? Cardiff, Derby? i go 2-0
1: Cardiff. 2-0? Yeah, yeah. Oh? I've given 2-1 Cardiff. And one of the reasons is... I remember saying on this show earlier that you asked me, Dom, well, pretty much towards the start of the season, with one Cardiff on a really good run, what are the weaknesses in the team that could be improved or something like that? I remember saying, well, you could argue that the midfield lacks control for example against the better sides of which Derby are one but I feel that's changed with the side of Gru- well. Gruitch and I think a midfield of Gruitch Patterson and any other out of Halford and include him in that mix mm-hmm. Halford Damore, Bryson grudgingly
2: Bryson not available of course against these, uh, yeah. parent club
1: um, Rowls or Gunnison if fit uh, mm-hmm. I take the card of midfield now mm-hmm. so I'm going to go 2-1 Cardiff
2: OK, I'll go for the Conservative shout and say 1-1, one, one, but I still think that would be a, a really good result at the I end agree. of, a, yeah, at the end mm. of a, tough, a tough run. Yeah. Right, you can see how all that action pans out, of course, on Wales Online. You can get in touch with us on Twitter, at Cardiff City Live, if you want to ask the big man Blakey a question. We had a really good batch this week, so more of those, please. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. But that's all from us for today, and we'll be back with one of these very, very soon. Cheers.